Well, today is Pentecost Sunday. No other day quite like it in, uh, in the Christian realm. And I'll read from, <clears throat> from Acts chapter 2 in, a, in a, a few moments. This is a day in church history that begins the partnership of Holy Spirit with man in a, a, a totally different way, a partnership of Holy Spirit with a group of people whereby Holy Spirit actually not just surrounds them in presence, but fills them. And it is a day that releases identity and purpose for the church's very existence. This is far more than just an event. It is a regenerating movement that continuously regenerates but grows, gets bigger, and it will not stop. Holy Spirit comes with his angels to the first New Testament altar that was ever built. Many altars in the Old Testament, you can find one after the other, but this is the first one in the New Testament. It is an altar built in what was to become the king's first ecclesia, the first New Testament church within his kingdom. We see in Acts chapter 2, fire from heaven was scheduled to fall on this upper room altar. A fullness of time had come. It had fully come. Angels uh, were there to keep the heavens open over that altar. They, they were there to see that the portal was open for power to fall from heaven onto prayer warriors that were gathered at that altar. And they had been tending that altar for some 10, ten days. Remember, 50 days between Passover and Pentecost. For 40 of those days, our king himself had appeared to his disciples and he taught them what his kingdom was to be about and how it functioned. And then they spent 10 days around this altar, tending it, praying, seeking the Lord. The angels were there also to, to set fire to a new movement on the earth, a new era was about to begin. Now when Holy Spirit moves, he is always accompanied by massive numbers of angels. Two of the uh, dominant divisions are led by Michael and by Gabriel. Michael, I believe, is the most powerful angel that God ever created. He leads the armies of heaven. He leads the special forces divisions of heaven. Uh, God doesn't call his special forces Navy SEALs or Rangers. Uh, he calls them chariots of fire, but they are a special forces division. Michael leads this under Holy Spirit inspiration. Uh, uh, Michael is far more powerful than Lucifer is. He's the most powerful angel in my opinion. When Lucifer rebelled against God and conspired with one-third of the angels to take over heaven, a coup attempt, when he did that, the Godhead didn't respond to him like you would think, like God, the Father, Son, or Holy Spirit didn't say, oh, wow, look what Lucifer's doing, we better get involved. No, I think they paid him the ultimate insult when they, when, when they just turned to Michael and said, Michael, you and your troops take care of this. And Michael and his army threw Lucifer and his armies out of heaven. That's Re Revelations 12, 4, that you can see that. So you can see that Michael and his armies are far more powerful than Lucifer and his entire kingdom. 
He is a powerful, uh, uh, he is a powerful commander. Well, a contingent of his, of his armies are always accompanying Holy Spirit. Same with Gabriel. Gabriel is in charge of communications throughout the universe for the kingdom of God, throughout all of the earth, under Holy Spirit inspiration, of course. And a contingency of his troops are always accompanying Holy Spirit. Angels from Michael and Gabriel's divisions are always a part of Holy Spirit's movings, as are other angels from other divisions determined by the need, especially angels of glory. This was true at Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. And I want to talk about that along with the promise of a super Pentecost in our times. A super, uh, a super outpouring of Holy Spirit that is going to enable us to take the gospel into all the world with signs, wonders, and miracles. In other words, while we celebrate the great outpouring on the first New Testament altar, and what God did through that remnant, we are expectant that Holy Spirit fire will now fall on other altars that the King's Ecclesia has been building in hundreds of regions around this planet this last decade or so. We are expectant that divine ability to change history again is going to be poured out upon us. A supernatural Pentecost has been promised, and I believe that it has already begun and is now going to fully come. It's going to grow to fullness because another remnant has been gathering at altars and we're asking for fire. We're asking for the fire of God to fall from heaven. And we're moving into days of His power. They are beginning and they will fully come. That's the promise. We are moving into Holy Spirit plans for our times. They have begun and they will fully come. And so today I want to put some things together for you and an assignment that I was given just a few moments ago. We're going to discern some, some, some of what's happening Let's focus for a few minutes on angels and altars and Holy Spirit fire in a new era. That's what was occurring in Acts chapter 2 in that upper room. And it's happening again. That's what happened in a super Pentecost era, which I believe is, is there are three of them. Well, there are going to be three. There are two that have happened, and another one is about to. I believe this is why I've seen more angel activity so far this year than any other time, because something is being prepared in spirit realms, and it will affect earth realms also. The word altar is the Hebrew word mesbich, and it is the Greek word, enthusiasterion. And it means a place of sacrifice. It's a place. In the Old Testament, it was an upper elevated place. It is a place of self-sacrifice and, uh, and yieldedness to God. Many have sacrificed themselves uh, these past few years to be a part of this super Pentecost. It is a, the altar is a meeting place. It's a meeting place with God. It's a place where covenants are ratified or established or reestablished and honored. Covenants are a vital part of the supernatural era beginning the super Pentecost. It is a place of redemption and forgiveness and uh, releasing to freedom. It releases us to be free. 
It is a place of commitment to God or to His calling. Often, commitment to God is made fresh at altars. Often, callings are, are refreshed or committed to at altars. It's a place where God's hovering presence or glory, uh, glory presence, it's a place where it hovers, is there. It's a meeting place that is sanctified and, and holy to hear from God or to talk to God. There are places in my life that have become altars. And I can, I can return to those places, a place that has become sanctified and holy where I know I hear God and I will talk to Him. It is a place of passionate worship. It is a place of prayer. It is a memorial place. It is a hallowed place. It is a place of revelation and enlightenment where God reveals Himself to those who come in humble submission to Him. It is a place where angels ascend and descend. It is a place where there is an open heaven. It is a place built for the fire of God to manifest. Let's read Acts chapter 2 and see some things. Acts 2, 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Hear it from the Amplified Bible, verse 3 and 4. And there appeared to them tongues resembling fire, which appeared and were separated and distributed and which settled on each one of them. And they were all filled, diffused throughout their souls with Holy Spirit and begin to speak in other different foreign languages, tongues, as the Spirit kept giving them clear and loud expression in each tongue in appropriate words. New Living Translation. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with, with Holy Spirit and began speaking in other tongues as, as Holy Spirit gave them the ability. J.B. Phillips' translation, before their eyes appeared tongues like flames, which separated off and settled upon each one of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different languages as the Spirit gave them power to proclaim the message. There are many references in the Scripture concerning how Holy Spirit, who is called by Jesus, His other self, in John 14 and verse 16, He will send us another comforter. Another comforter is the Greek word Alos, and it means one of a pair or the other of a pair. It means same kind or it means same quality. It literally means other self. Jesus said, I will send my other self to you. Holy Spirit is a part, an equal part of the Godhead. There are many references to how when he moves, he moves with angel armies. Often he moves as Lord Sabaoth, which means the Lord of hosts or the Lord of angel armies. And one of those occasions occurs here in Acts chapter 2 at Pentecost. Please understand what is happening. King Jesus has has given his life on the cross, ascended to the, to the Father, sits on the right hand of God as King of kings and Lord of lords. And now as king, 
he issues an order to his kingdom for a new campaign of his kingdom to begin on the earth. A new era was, uh, was to begin, which was to take the gospel of his kingdom into all of the earth. Holy Spirit comes to supervise and empower that new move or our new campaign. And as usual, he comes with angel armies. And clearly we begin to see the campaign is to be extended on earth by Holy Spirit, by New Testament saints or heirs, you and I, born again ones, and by millions and millions of angels that are networked around the planet. We are told in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 10 that Jesus is their their head. He is the head of angel armies. He is their leader. Of course, that applies to all the Godhead, but it applies to Holy Spirit, who is his other pair or his other self. He is Lord Sabaoth. Colossians 10 says, He is the head of principalities, powers, thrones, mights and dominions. And yes, we see that there are demonic principalities and powers, thrones and dominions that are attempting to rule regions, uh, attempting to rule states, even nations. And yes, we are to wrestle them. Yes, we are to fight them. Ephesians chapter 6 tells us this. We, we are to wrestle them and we have authority in Jesus' name to do that, we are to battle for the throne of our region. And much of the body of Christ, much of the apostolic and prophetic uh, movement does understand that or is beginning to understand that we must battle these powers. We must battle for the throne of our region. But also, much of the body of Christ has not understood the way that we must understand that King Jesus and his kingdom also has principalities, powers, minds, thrones, and dominions that represent him and assist him. Christ's kingdom has principalities and powers, that is angel princes, angel commanders of, of hosts or troops, empowered by his might and his dominion, all over the world, all over the universe, actually. And they are not disorganized. They are very organized and focused. And they are a finely uh, tuned army waiting to partner with the saints in their region under Holy Spirit command. It's all under Holy Spirit, always is. They are waiting for someone in authority in that region to loose them to send them, to activate them with biblical decrees. Colossians 10 says, Christ has the preeminence over these angels, but we are to activate them with our decrees. And they're waiting for that. Colossians 1.18 says, Christ has the preeminence over all principalities, powers, thrones, and dominions. So he has the preeminent power over hell's principalities and powers, but he also has preeminent power or authority over his own principalities and powers. He's superior. He has preeminence. The point is, we also, our kingdom also has mighty, powerful, Angels network together to assist us against hell's kingdom, and they are very, very organized. There are different divisions of them. Think of it this way. Think of our military. There, is, there are different branches of our military, Navy, Marines, Army, um, uh, Coast Guard. But all of them are networked together under one one authority base, 
the kingdom of the United States of America. There are many branches of angels. They're networked together and they are very organized. And we know there are far more angels, good angels, than there are fallen angels. Only one third of the angels fell with Lucifer when he attempted the coup attempt. That means at least two thirds of of, of the angels are left to assist us. I say at least two-thirds because we don't know if God created more angels. He could have replaced all the one-third that fell. He could have replaced billions if he wanted to. But we know it is at least two to one. So we ought to be seeing more angel activity than demon activity. It's just that much of the church in our time activates more demons with their words than they do angels. And in this era, we will see the multiple divisions or branches of heaven's military of angel armies assisting the ecclesia who from their altars of fire Declare the kingdom of God and the principles that he has in mind to activate upon the earth. Nine months ago, I received a vision of the Lord. It's one of the ways that God speaks to me. And I was caught up in the spirit, and I could clearly see a replay of Elijah and the prophets of Baal's great confrontation. The prophets of Baal serving Jezebel and her wicked government built an altar. Elijah, who represented Jehovah God, he also built an altar. And the proclamation was, we'll let the God that answers by fire on the altar, let him be God. And in this vision I saw the 450 prophets of Baal begging, begging Baal to come and answer with fire, but of course, nothing happened. And then I saw Elijah pray, and a fireball came out of heaven that reminded me of a comet. And I watched this fireball fall on his altar and explode in a fireball that consumed it. Well, knowing the story, I knew that after the fire fell, Ahab and Jezebel's wicked, perverse government was absolutely destroyed. New government rose in, in the nation. And a very deep, conviction came to me. I don't know how to describe it. Um, it's like uh, it, it's a, like a reality to you. You know it. You know you know it. It's, it's real. It's reality to you. A deep kind of knowing came that a similar fireball is going to come and fall upon the ecclesia altars that have been built around this planet, and government is going to change. Ahab's and Jezebel's are going to fall. I knew it. It's, it's like a reality. It's like a reality to me. Then in this vision... It shifted into our times, and I began to see a vast number uh, of angels that looked different to me, different than any that I had ever seen before. I, God often reveals to me the angels that, that I'm seeing or what I see happening by the different colored mantles that I've talked about that I see them wearing, different colored uh, mantles, And I knew that this was a different division than I had ever seen before. They appeared in long lines and they were arrayed for battle. 
They were dressed in white, but their sashes were also white. This is a part of the vision that I received just a few moments ago during the offering. So now I'm heading somewhere that, that I think was going to become an assignment. But it's like they, they were white on white. It was like they had it, were dressed in like an off-white, but the sash was a brilliant white. You could see the contrast, but it was white on white. They had a shiny silver breastplate, and they were carrying golden bows with, with uh, bronze-type arrows. And the look on their face captured my attention because it was such a stern type of look. And their eyes, they had eyes that appeared to look through you. They could just look inside of you like they had x-ray vision or something. They didn't need x-rays. They could just, they, they could just look and see. It, it was penetrating type of, of, of look. This line of these angels, the, the off-white and the brilliant white, they stretched as far as I could see to my left, as far as I could see to my right, and they, then there was line after line after line of them as far out as I could see, one after the other. And seeing them so clearly, I said, Lord, these, these angels look different to me. I don't think I've ever seen them before. I've, I've not seen this kind of angel. And I heard the Lord say these words as clear as if you came up and talked to me. He said they are seen on the earth when at helping Holy Spirit advance eras, outpourings, and glory surges, adding these angels were with Holy Spirit in the upper room, Pentecost. Then he said, I have now released great numbers of this host into the nations. And then I asked the obvious question, Lord, what do they do? And he said, they are angels that guard my glory and my honor. They are coming to defend my honor and prepare for my ecclesia's move into all of the earth to expand my kingdom. And then he contend, continued with, those who honor me, I will honor. They will rise in governing authority to reign with me. I will increase the favor of my kingdom upon them. My glory will rise upon them in active presence. My glory surges and surges was emphasized in his words. My glory surges will now accelerate and these angels will protect the surges. So I knew that some kind of glory surges was going to begin in some kind of a super Pentecost. So I studied a little bit the word surge. Surge by definition means a sudden, powerful, forward motion or movement. Surge means a large, dramatic increase of power. It, it can refer to a voltage increase of energy. In other words, something is amping up. Glory is amping up. Power is, is amping up. Uh, Christ's kingdom, in other words, is amping up. Something's happening in the ecclesia. Something's amping up. And then it was like a regular prophetic word to me. And it said this, for you will now see the intensity of my kingdom amping up. You will now see visible glory amping up. You will now see the strong arm of the Lord revealed in his ecclesia, and you will now experience the aggression of heaven's warriors moving on my behalf. 
you will experience the presence of my glory that advances my mightiness. For I declare my people will now rise in my might. My power will be seen in your midst. My passion will infuse my remnant with passion for my cause. They will amp it up. I, I am now calling forth my passionate warriors. They will stand. They will not be shaken. They will display a hope that does not shake, a confidence that does not shake, a faith that does not shake. Passionate warriors are mustering to their battle stations. They have heard my call and are rising in the darkness to push against hell. It is the season for demons to tremble, he said. It is the season for demons to tremble, not my heirs. Arise and shine in surges of my glory. I say to you, amp it up. Rise and, and challenge with my authority the abominations of the forever loser. Arise with my mightiness reinforcing you and destroy defilement in your region. Hear my word. Hear the prophetic assignment I've given that are now intersecting their moment. Arise with me to reign for I am rising in the world as never seen before. I will not be an indifferent bystander. I will rise and I will thunder against iniquitous roots. I will rise against sin and its destruction. I will rise against idolatry. I will rise against government that disdains my word. No, I will not turn aside. I will look and I will see. I will know and I will judge in fairness. I will not stand down and I will not relent. I will not be mocked and I will not be stopped. My kingdom's army will now rise to march in confident valor, prepared, armed, and backed by wisdom, might, and resource. They will shift into my covenant promises. They will inherit new territories. They will not be stymied, stopped, or blocked, for I will shake down what blocks them, and I will shake them free. My kingdom cannot be shaken. So angels accompanied Holy Spirit and His outpouring. Now that is referenced here in Acts chapter 2 by the cloven tongues of fire uh, that hovered over the, the remnant believers in the upper room. There's more about that in our angel books. But remember, 500 people were told to go to the upper room and wait for the promise of the Father, the fire to fall, the power from heaven to fall. But only 120 of them did it. In other words, 20% did, or a remnant obeyed that order. And angels, we see, help minister the fire of God's glory to that remnant. Angels reflecting glory or, or soaked in the glory of God. Angels who are carriers of the glory fire presence of Holy Spirit begin to assist the outpouring. They begin to assist His movings on the earth. These angels minister from His glorious presence his radiant presence that is often symbolized by fire. Fire often represents Holy Spirit presence. Fire often represents the presence of the Father or the presence of King Jesus. When Holy Spirit came into that upper room and lit that altar, something like a glory bomb must have gone off. Glory surged and erupted in that room. Tongues of fire shot in every direction. 
Flames of fire appeared over each believer present and angels of glory appearing in the flames of fire. They begin to minister fresh fire to the, the 120. They were ministering fresh fire from a freshly lit altar. And they were assisting Holy Spirit's new campaign that was now beginning. Remember, they assist, uh, the king said, the Lord said, they assist new eras, outpourings, and glory surges. Angels appearing as tongues of fire is often seen throughout the Bible. Acts chapter 2 actually is just one reference uh, to that. And of course, these angels did not die. As we say, there's no angel graveyards. Every angel that you see in the entire Bible is still alive and well, working and functioning. Michael is. Michael is all over what's happening right now. Gabriel is. He's all over this, this super Pentecost. All of them, all the thousands of them that that helped and assisted our heroes of faith. The angels that came with Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2, they're still alive. They're still doing quite well. They've been ministering outpourings and movings of the Holy Spirit ever since. And now they are coming with Holy Spirit in another New Era campaign that is greater than Acts chapter 2. I mean, that's the promise. That's the prophecy. A greater move of God is coming in the latter time than what happened in the former times. Then, then, there was only 120 in the remnant. Today, we are still a remnant, but there are millions in that remnant. Not 11, or not, not 120. Millions. There were 11 apostles then. Now there are thousands of them. Then there was no ecclesias built. There had not been an ecclesia built yet. It was beginning on that day in Acts chapter 2. Now there are hundreds if not thousands of them. Now there are ecclesias in all 50 states and many uh, nations around the world. Now the outpouring the, by necessity must be far greater and further reaching. Not just one this time. Thousands. Thousands. What will happen when Holy Spirit comes in glory fires in all of them at the same time? Indeed, it's a super Pentecost. It's a literal surging Pentecost all over the globe. Not one place in Jerusalem, in an upper room. Thousands. Hell's never seen anything like that. We've never experienced anything like that. None of us have because it's never happened before. Indeed, something is beginning that has the fingerprints of God all over it. We are beginning a, a third super Pentecost. There have been three, or been two. There's going to be a third. A super Pentecost. A glorious ecclesia is rising in power. One that the gates of hell cannot overcome. And coming to assist that, our Holy Spirit is activating millions and millions of angels in various branches or divisions. They heard a sound from heaven. Like a rushing mighty wind filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared to them cloven tongues like as of fire. The Amplified Bible says resembling fire. Now cherubims, the cherubim's wings are said to produce this kind of sound in Ezekiel chapter 3. Ezekiel chapter 3 and 4 is 
fascinating concerning how angels operate and move on their assignments. And Ezekiel says, when the cherubims flew, their wings produced a brushing type of sound or a swishing type of sound. Some translators, some theologians say the sound in the upper room at Pentecost sounded like a violent type of fluttering sound. Others say, no, it was like a drumming sound. Others say it was like the sound of a roaring river rapids. Others say it sounded like galloping horses. This sound echoed off of spinning wheels that sat beside them. And in chapter 4, Ezekiel says, this produced a rumbling type of sound. As I've said before, the World Wrestling Federation did not coin the words, let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> Holy Spirit came into that upper room and announced to the world and to his forming ecclesia, it's time to rumble. I don't know about you, but I'm hearing a call to rumble. I've been hearing it for months, actually the last three or four years, I've been hearing a call to rumble. Every time I hear one of the loons spew their demon doctrine, inside there's a feeling rising. It's time to rumble. Every time I hear little boys told your little girls, I feel it's time to rumble. When I hear the corrupt voices of Ahab's and Jezebel's, I feel it's time to rumble. I'm hearing a bold sound rising. There's a, a determined, fearless, undaunted attitude sounding and resounding in the spirit realm, and it's got my attention. Fierce, it's bold, it's, it's strong. I'm hearing the sound of roaring fires blazing off ecclesia altars. I'm hearing the sound of, uh, of rushing mighty winds. I'm hearing the voice of a thundering king whose eyes flash like flames of fire, whose glory flames from his very presence, Messiah the breaker, who is coming to make a bodacious stand on this earth and answer the question of his relevance. Politicians and God deniers, science liars, idolaters, unjust judges, deep state are going to begin to understand that while they may question his relevance, he doesn't. And he's about to prove it. His glory is amping up. The voltage in his kingdom is amping up. The power of his kingdom is amping up. I'm hearing a call for aggressive faith. Aggressive declarations. Aggressive, bold authority for the reigning church to engage. I'm hearing a mighty rushing river. I'm hearing the sound of revival fires. Ah, I can hear the sound of revival fires beginning to roll throughout the planet as a worldwide revival begins to roll and a super Pentecost begins to fuel it. And it will be like the snowball going downhill, getting bigger and 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 bigger until finally it rolls over the gates of hell. It's going to roll right through them. It's going to steamroll demon strongholds. It's going to cause demons to scream out. Don't worry about it. It's going to steamroll iniquitous systems. It's going to steamroll 
pretentious religion. It's going to steamroll doctrines of demons. It's going to roll over the Antichrist governing systems, political hindrance. It's going to roll over judicial hindrance and media hindrance and education hindrance, philosophical hindrance. I hear the sound of marching in the mulberry trees. I hear the sound of remnant warriors arraying for battle. I hear the rhythmic drone of angels flying in formation, coming to assist the king's ecclesia at the speed of light. I hear the shout of the king rising in aggressive cries, declaring, the sword of the Lord and my remnant, the sword of the Lord and my angel armies, the sword of the Lord and my kingdom. I hear the victory drums of heaven. I hear chariots of fire rolling into positions. I hear the rattling of dry bones. I hear the rattling of the gates of hell. I hear locks breaking and walls falling. I hear a, a great and mighty army beginning to march. I hear fire tornadoes beginning to spin off the altars of God to go and destroy strongholds. I hear demons screaming, it's happening again. It's happening again. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. On the day of Pentecost, the angels ministered assistance to the prayers and to the, to the decrees of that remnant to keep the portal open over them. And like Ezekiel, the 120 heard the rushing wind. They heard the swooshing sounds. They heard the rumbling out of heaven like a great army marching. They heard the sound of the roaring river and tongues of fire settled on all of them and hovered over each one of them as angels camped round about them reflecting the glorious presence of their God. On the day of Pentecost, Holy Spirit moves with angel armies to bring heaven's new move to earth. And he has his angels ministering aspects of his wind, his fire, and his river on the earth. We are now progressing into an awesome new era. It is Holy Spirit planned, and I may talk about that a bit next week. It's been planned for seven year, or 70 years, and you can put that together, but... It is not just a different stream. Don't think about that. It's just a different stream or maybe a different additional kingdom activity. No, a new era denotes dramatic change. Dramatic. It denotes different times of great advancement from what has been. It's not going to be as it has been. Dramatically new. For example, around 1900, you come to the end of horse and buggy days and you enter into cars and trucks and airplane days. It was an entirely new age and it changed everything. New opportunities opened, new ways of doing things became possible. There's no comparison to horse and buggy days to cars and trucks, everything accelerated. That's the picture of this new era. That's the picture of this new outpouring. That's the picture of a super Pentecost. We are now going to see dramatic changes. We're going to see rapid advancement. New doors of opportunity are opening. World governments some of them at least are going to change. It's not just a few changes here and there, no. Dramatically new in an atmosphere of glory surges. Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 was indeed awesome. We have to say it was awesome. 
but it is promised again at a whole new higher level. We're moving into times of outpouring like it's never been seen before. And this Pentecost prophesies angels are going to minister in that fresh fire and they're going to minister to us. Angels are opening portals over ecclesia altars. Signs, wonders, and miracles will now amp up. They're planned. Surges of glory are beginning to accelerate. And the gospel of the kingdom is going to be presented and the angels are going to assist it. History, history is going to be changed on the earth as revival fires begin to flame from the altar, fanned by a new wind of a fresh super Pentecost. Fireballs of glory, like comets out of heaven, are going to surge in our midst and explode in glory. A baptism of anointing. And Holy Spirit, he's turning up the ambage for a super Pentecost. Earlier in the service during uh, singers come, musicians. Earlier, I'll get to the rest of this maybe next week. I had too much. I talked to you about the vision that I saw nine months ago, but earlier in the service, I began to see a different, another vision. I was caught up in the spirit there for a moment, and that's why I paused. It's kind of awkward in front of people, but that's what I got to do. I just saw it. And I saw these angels of glory, the angels that I talked to you about, that I saw in the vision nine months ago, dressed in the off-white with a brilliant white sash. I saw them all over this room, so I knew something was up. And then I saw like a globe with the, the world globe. And it became, it became a, a clock. And as I saw this host of glory angels uh, in this vision just a few moments ago, as I saw this clock, I saw Holy Spirit in the middle part of the clock, like where the hands are that tell what it is. I saw from it the numbers around the clock, 12, 1, 2, 3, and I saw the Holy Spirit activating these glory angels, hosts of glory angels in all the directions of the numbers on the clock. In other words, I saw in this vision just a few moments ago, I saw these angels in white and the, the bright sash. I, I saw thousands of them moving towards the direction of 12. Others, hosts of them, moving under Holy Spirit as the center, moving at one, two, three, Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. There were thousands going at these numbers. And I heard Holy Spirit say, Declare the release of glory angels into all of the earth. And of course, the number 12 can, we have to pay attention, that means government. Something of government is about to happen. And I heard the assignment of the Holy Spirit activate them with me. And we will do that now in Jesus' name. Stand with me, please. Engage your faith. And I'm going to do what I, I saw. Holy Spirit, at your word and command in the name of my King and our King, the Lord Jesus Christ. I activate the glory angels of your kingdom by the multiplied thousands. Go 
in the 12 o'clock direction. Go in the one o'clock. Go at two. Thousands of you go at three. Thousands more at four. Thousands go at five. Thousands go at six. Thousands of you go in the name of Jesus in the direction of the seven. Thousands more at eight. Thousands more at nine. Thousands more at ten. Thousands more at eleven. We declare the glory. Angels of the kingdom of God, be activated and loosed on this Pentecost to go and prepare for a super Pentecost. Go into all of the planet and prepare for the activation of the government of the living God to come upon the earth. The king and his kingdom to expand. We loose it in Jesus' name. Loose. I loose you in the name of the King Jesus. We come into agreement with Holy Spirit for this time, this morning, this purpose. And we declare the plan, the strategy, the activity, the Holy Spirit will now loose all over this planet a super Pentecost that will grow it will accelerate and hell will not stop it we declare the ecclesia rises now we loose it in jesus name i loose it in jesus name i wasn't going to do that but this ecclesia has spent years building an altar in this region Many of us have laid down our lives on that altar. And I believe, if you can, that there should be a gathering at the altar symbolizing our agreement that this fire of Pentecost, this new fire that is rising and declared by the Holy Spirit into the world, that that we are in agreement at this altar for a welcoming of Holy Spirit to do it here, but to use us to help activate it into all of the world. They gathered at that altar. And as they sing, say, what am I going to do up here? Use your faith. Lord, from this altar, it's going into all the world. From this altar, it's going 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock. Do it yourself. Engage with what Holy Spirit said. I want my ecclesia to loose this. We loose it today in Jesus' name. May the fire of God come upon the altars. Yes, but you said, your word says, it's set on each one. Come, Holy Spirit. Come with your fire on each one. Corporately, yes. Individually, yes. Let your fire come upon your remnant. Let your fire come upon the heirs. Let your fire come upon and light the soul of your heirs. Come, Holy Spirit, and light the fire of the DNA of Father God on each one individually. Set everyone's soul on fire. Fire, flames of heaven, come upon every single one. Just as you did in the second super Pentecost. Come again. Fire. 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 Oh, everyone, everyone, everyone watching. Everyone watching. Fire. Fire in your living rooms. Fire of God come upon you. Light your soul. 
light your destiny. Set fire to your purpose. Set fire to callings. Commit at the altar again. Reestablish covenant again. Reestablish your covenant with God. Your covenant with God. All over the world that are watching now, even in other nations, fire of God come upon you. It's for you. It's for your children. It's for as many as the Lord God has called. His sons and daughters. Fire, Lord. Come upon every one of them. Relight the fires of destiny. Relight the fire of callings and enablements. Relight the lips to prophesy, to say it again. Relight it individually and corporately, Lord. May the voltage of the kingdom recharge and fire, fire up, refire each individual in your kingdom. Let fire rest upon them. A re-energizing power of the kingdom of God infuse their soul. Use their soul with your fire presence. Mm. We declare, Lord, today our alignment with you, our alignment with your purpose, an alignment for this time, and we set ourselves in a, an agreement that we will not break, we will not compromise. Faith that looses the assignment that you give to us today into all the world. Not because of who we are, Lord, but because of who you are. You can call, you can assign whoever you want. All glory to you. But a fire is lit this morning that's not going to go out. And wind is coming to amp it up. Amp it up. Kingdom of God, amp up in this house. Kingdom of God, amp up in our lives. Kingdom of God, amp up in this region. Kingdom of God, amp up. Amp it up. Amp it up. Amp it up. Amp up your miracles, Lord. Amp up signs and wonders. Amp up evangelism. Amp up the prayers. Angels. Amp up angels. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. Spread your wings over us. Incubate within us new purpose, new vision, new callings. Oh, hover over us. May this be a hovering place of the glory of the Lord. Welcome, King of glory. In all the directions, you, Lord, Holy Spirit, you're the center. May your hands, the hands of your timing, your clock, may your hands reach with those angels of glory. May your hands reach towards the 12, the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11. Reach with them. Kingdom, reach out through them. 
government of God be established at a new level. Hallelujah. Yes, we say yes. Yes, we say yes. Hallelujah. 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 Sometimes there's just no other word. Hallelujah. Sometimes there's just no other word. Hallelujah. 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 sometimes when the Lord wants to do some things teaching wise and then there is an assignment with that and today there was one thank you for participating now just stay engaged we're, never, we're not going to back down from anything right we don't have to anyway I mean I can't wear more bracelets <laughs> hell doesn't stand a chance God never lies. Amen. Lord, oh, we just thank you for talking to us to, to just make yourself available in a different way. And we do thank you. And as we continue to tend the altar, which we will do, May your hovering presence be here. You're welcome. We thank you in advance, Lord, for what you are going to do on this Pentecost. And we declare a beginning of a super Pentecost. It's going to change everything. Thank you, Lord. Bless these people. Thank you for them, Lord. I thank you for their faith. I thank you for their commitment to you. And I speak blessings over them. And uh, commit to run with them into the purpose you have for a corporate body also. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.